0: Lane Mountain Road. She used to keep Dad up to date as he drove along on all the motor statutes he was violating. That's one of the reasons they got divorced. I'm not speaking to her right now. Last Monday, I came back from two miserable days in my dad's custody to find she had painted my bedroom a ghastly pink. She said she had read this color was widely used in hospitals to calm mental patients. I told her I wasn't mentally ill. I was just a teenager. Meanwhile, I am now embarrassed to invite my friends over. When you're a slight, unathletic teen who reads a lot and likes Frank Sinatra, you really don't want the word to get around that you wank your winky in a room that looks like Dolly Parton's boudoir. Friday, July 20th. I got a headache from reading, so I thought I'd try typing for a while. I'm still using the F3 help key a lot. Too bad life doesn't have an F3 key. I'd press it and tell them to send over two chicks, 16 years old and more than usually horny. This summer, I'm reading Charles Dickens. I've read David Coppertone, Great Expectorations, Little Dorito, and now I'm deep into a tale of two townies. Sidney Carton is so cool. If he were alive today, I believe he would be endorsing fine scotch on the backs of magazines. I like Chuck a lot, but let's face it. You could read him for years and never come to a dirty part. I am boning up, you'll pardon the expression, on Dickens in anticipation of taking Miss Satron's English Literature class next term. I'm going to be in the ninth grade at St. Vitus Academy. This, they tell parents, is the most elite and rigorous prep school in the entire East Bay. Only forty scholarly wankers are admitted each year from literally dozens of applications. Ravishing Miss Satron has wonderful bone structure and wears tight sweaters. She is also said to be extremely well-read. Needless to say, she looms like a titan in my masturbatory fantasies. I am back to talking to my mother. My birthday is coming up soon. She says she will buy new paint for my bedroom, but I have to apply it myself. Personally, I prefer a tasteful decoupage of hustler outtakes. She's suggesting off-white this time but I'm insisting on manly khaki. Sunday, July 22nd. Dad was supposed to pick me up at 10 a.m. for some father-son bonding experiences. At 11.15, Mom called his rented bachelor's bungalow and found him still in bed. Doubtless with his latest bimbet. Mom gave him one of her canned high-volume diatribes. At 12.10... He screeched into the driveway, blasting the horn. The drive over to Marin went about as I expected. First, you should know Dad pilots a least BMW 31.8i, the cheap one. He would dearly love to move up to a more prestigious model, but, as he often reminds me, he is burdened with crippling child support payments. In the journey of 16 miles, he changed lanes 82 times, honked the horn seven times, and flipped the bird to four drivers. Mostly confused old ladies, Dad is more cautious with men now after he was chased for fifteen miles on the Nimitz freeway by a car full of Iranians swinging lead pipes out the windows. In between the scary moments, I tried to make conversation with Lacey, Dad's latest bimbet. She is nineteen, a newly minted alumna of Stanford, with a T, Institute of Cosmetology and voluptuous in the extreme. Since I am frighteningly inarticulate around girls, I force myself to practice with Dad's bimbets. Lacey, however, seemed more interested in laughing like a maniac and urging my father to, Step on it, honey. Make that turbo scream. When we got to Kentfield, I learned that not only did Dad not have any activities planned, he wanted me to mow his damn lawn for free. Why? said Dad. Because, pal, I'd like to have something to show for my 583 a month in child support, besides a cancelled check.